Hey everybody, this is Mandy, and I don't agree with the saying, we are more alike than we are different, but I don't assume people are bad just because they're different. Hi everyone, this is Ollie, and apparently it takes more for me to fast than just saying I'll do so. And this is the Mandy and Ollie Podcast. You search for guys with the most things. Daddy ran away, left your mama with the keys to the Mustang. Yeah, keys to the Mustang. So how are you doing today, Mandy? I'm doing all right. Um, Throughout the week, when I was preparing for the podcast, I felt like I didn't have a lot to talk about. Mm -hmm. And then I kept going to my notebook and writing stuff down. So now I guess I have a lot to talk about. I don't know. We'll see. Mm-hmm. How are you doing? I'm okay. Neutral. Pretty neutral. All righty. All right. So what's going on with your goals for this week? So that goal of not watching TV during the week completely failed. <laughs> I'm going to keep, I don't know, testing it out, seeing what happens. But I'm also planning to watch TV later on today. So... <laughs> It's just one of those things I keep putting out there and hoping it'll go, I guess. In terms of school, I'm getting my schoolwork done. I don't know if I'm studying to the best of the ability that I want to. I feel like that in part may go in hand with the TV watching, but I'm getting what I need to get done, get done. So I'm getting what I need to get done. What's happening needs to happen. What needs to happen is happening. <laughs> Something like that. So, okay. <laughs> um, Sounds productive. Yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, how are you with your goals? Well, be- sorry, before you answered the question I asked you, is one of your goals that you decided to fast since you not, did that in your intro? It's not necessarily a goal, but it's something I tried to see if I could do specifically yesterday and and or today and I didn't make it either of the days and it wasn't something intentional I just absentmindedly found myself eating and I was like wait I'm not supposed to be eating oh well and so then I continued (laughs) to eat so yeah um I have all the things in regards to my goals I have everything I need for um my new diet that I'm trying to adjust to and I just feel like the older things not a part of my diet are still kind of lingering around and I'm not someone who can just kind of go cold turkey and usually I'm someone who can gradually wean myself off the older things or wait till they're all out the house but that hasn't been happening so I'm just still trying to see what is best for me um if I just need to just purge it all out that's the other thing I don't like to waste food and stuff so I guess I could donate it to someone but I'm like why would I be donating junk food and bad food to someone? So that also does not make me feel good about that option. So thinking about Maybe what it'll to do. make them happy, but it won't make them healthy. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, it could make them happy, but I'm just trying to figure out if there's an, another way with those. So I'm going to have to keep looking that up. Um, I'm in school last week. Last week I had my first uh, orientation and yesterday I had my first class and we were meeting over Zoom. So I had everything set up, everything was ready and I decided to um, take a quick nap before class and I had the Zoom login up, the Zoom windows were ready and when I woke up, it was two hours into class, meaning I missed the class. (laughs) So I was just like so disappointed. I was trying to figure out why my alarms weren't going off and then I was like, like, you know what? I have noise-canceling headphones on. So even if my alarms did go off, probably didn't hear them. So my first class I missed. Um, the professor seemed very understanding and forgiving. I mean, I didn't say, hey, I was I was here and I just fell asleep with the screen and laptop open. But um, there were some last-minute changes made to the class anyway. So I do have some homework I need to do. So yay, fun there. Um, so yeah, rocky start, but I'm sure I'll smooth it out. Are the classes recorded for you to be able to go back and see what you missed? I haven't seen an uploaded version. When I read the syllabus, I did see that it that it was highly suggested that you attend the live classes, but recordings might be made available. So I'm hoping since it was the first class, yes, but 
I don't know. I don't feel like it's guaranteed that they emphasize attending the live classes since it's just this class is just once a week for three or four hours. So. Oh, yeah, I guess with well, none of my classes I actually attend currently. So, oh, yeah, you mean live or you mean at all? Um, there is there's just like lecture notes. Oh. There isn't um, or really a lot of them is just like all right, read the chapter. All right, do the quiz. <laughs> That's it. But one of the teachers that does have like lecture notes, um, she does a uh call in. Um, I guess it would be like class or something like that. I've seen her do it once or twice now, but um, it's always during times when, you know, I'm working. So I just have to go about my own schedule, really. Hmm. Sounds very self-dependent. Um, yeah, it's that. It's also convenient for me. Um, but it is very much like, I hope I'm doing all this right because I don't have anyone to ask and the time frame by which I would ask them, it would be delayed. So. Okay. Yep. Makes sense. Are you ready to enter into the safe space? Um, yes. Would okay. you like to share your safe space first? I don't mind. I'm just trying to figure out if my meat and potatoes and my this is a safe space needs to be swapped. And reading over them, I think they do. So, um, in the media, there have been two or three infamous couples, specifically within the Black community, who have announced they're divorcing and a lot of people have been like, you shouldn't be celebrating divorce. You shouldn't like a lot of people say you knew it wasn't going to last and blah, 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 blah. And in my head, I don't see if the person wants to celebrate divorce or a dissolution of marriage because that's what's best for them. I don't see what's wrong with it. And I understand the paperwork, the business, the Christian way, the religious way is I understand that, and I understand, I feel like, also the non-religious beliefs behind what marriage is supposed to be, the unionization, we are one, or till we die, until death, and all this other good stuff. But I think some of those ideas are very archaic, especially when people change themselves, like on a molecular molecular level, mentally, physically, all those things, but also technology and life as we know it is also advancing and always changing. So I can't expect someone who has ideas about marriage, who is like, I don't know, riding horses to till the field to also have the same ideas about marriage for someone who's running like a five, one hundred five, the fortune 500 company, always on technology. I feel like, I feel like some of these ideas about what marriage is supposed to be, or even specifically to different people, um, changes. So when people announce divorce, I feel like there's this, this negative mushroom cloud over it. Whereas I'm like, if these people have decided, or one person has decided that this union is no longer working for them and they've tried the best to their ability or what they feel like, okay, I can or cannot tolerate this. Then I feel like that's their decision. And if they want to celebrate removing themselves from the situation, then I don't see a problem with that. So that's all I want to talk about. So I find it interesting because that was also on my this is a safe space list, although I feel like we're probably talking about different people in the public eye mm-hmm. um, for the reasons why I wrote mine and you wrote yours. But um, I specifically wrote like what at least appears to be an amicable parting of ways. Mm-hmm. And... I say that because of some of the points that you made. So um, the couple that I'm talking about are like internet famous, mm-hmm. uh, Latoya Forever and Adam Ali, or Latoya Ali and Adam Ali, mm-hmm. who um, are like YouTube personalities. And Latoya is set to be 
on Real Housewives of Atlanta, the new season. Mm-hmm. Um, they seem like, well, she posted a video on YouTube basically saying that when her and Adam got married and the reasons why they got married were like very structured and traditional, which was she, they were dating and she had gotten pregnant. And so they decided they wanted to, you know, create a family for their child. Mm -hmm. And they ultimately were already working together um, as well in as professional, like YouTube professional people. So Mm -hmm. they created this family and they created this business and Latoya just feels like she has more of a business partner that she's married to. They, she doesn't feel like they have a strong romantic connection or that they really, um, you know, that they're working well in terms of that, like, relationship aspect. Mm-hmm. And so she, they, you know, they both, you know, conversed about it and seemed like they chose to file for divorce even though they're still living in the same house and they seem like they're getting along well and their youngest child just turned one and you know Mm. like there doesn't appear to be like bad blood between them they're just trying to figure out what makes sense for them Mm -hmm. and of course a lot of people you know are spewing their opinions kind of like you said and assuming things Mm -hmm. about why people choose to divorce or like feeling like you know, regardless of X, Y, and Z, you chose to be married, so you have to stay married. Right. And it's like, if, like, <laughs> besides the obvious of allowing people to live their own lives, mm-hmm. you don't fully understand what those people are experiencing. And assuming that it's better for their children if they're together, that's not always true. Right. Um, it's good for the children if they see a healthy relationship between their parents, but it's not necessarily true that there has to be a togetherness for the children to understand, like, their family. Mm -hmm. Um, and of course, in looking at that, I thought about, like, Cardi B and Offset, um, And one of the things that I heard in regards to their situation, which I feel like is probably going to apply to Latoya and Adam as well, is like figuring out custody and um, separation of financial aspects. And I feel like a lot of times when people hear like child support or alimony or all of that, those things, they just assume it's like this person, you know, you weren't with me shooting in the gym and blah, 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 and all of that stuff. Or you just want this so you can, you know, have your lifestyle. But a lot of it is, like, the idea of what we've built together as a family. Mm -hmm. So even if, like, in both of these cases, well, in the case of Adam and Latoya, like, all of their work and business is directly tied to each other. So when they go through that process, it's going to be, like, very interesting to say, like, are they going to do it 50-50? Are there certain things she's going to want to keep because they're already in her name and she's continuing to work with that brand? Like, again, people, I think, look at it very cut and dry where it's like, it's it's not that simple to just mm-hmm. be like, mine is mine and yours is yours. Because yeah. in a marriage, you it is ours. It's blended. It's a process. Um, and I feel like the same can be said for Cardi and Offset. Like, I think people are just assuming she has her career, he has his career. There shouldn't be any communication when it comes to money or whatever. But it's like, they've also talked about how they've done certain assets together, like mm-hmm. whether it's buying property or doing certain businesses on the side and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And all of those things have to be figured out because you did it in a marriage. You did it in a partnership of we are going through these things together. And now that we're no longer together, how do we figure out those, that stuff? Right. Yep. Do you believe in prenups or do you think it would have to be a situational thing for you? I feel like I would sign a prenup if it, the prenup was just specifically what we came into the marriage with is mm-hmm. ours. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So I'm not like against it, but anything that says I'm not allowed to have something within the marriage because of X, Y, and Z, I wouldn't sign to or agree with. Like, because again, what happens in the marriage is a part of a process of we are building this together. So this shouldn't be like exceptions of like, well, you can't have it if, um, if technically I sign the paperwork or, you know, like, how do I, how do I know, how do we know that for, you know, not saying me specifically, but like she didn't help him figure out like the exact quota for things that he wanted that, that he should have when whatever deals he signs or vice versa. She, she was trying to figure out, well, what do you think about this? And he's like, well, you should probably do that. And Mm -hmm. then even though she signed the paperwork, like, you really think that they had absolutely no idea what was going on with it. They had nothing to do with the process. Like it's all in part collaborative. Mm-hmm. Um, so to me, that's where prenups get like really sticky. Um, even, even though they're not getting divorced, but you know, you you look at like Candy and Todd and he was reluctant to sign a prenup because he was like, I don't want anything from you. I'm not trying to take your money. He eventually signed it. Mm-hmm. Now look at them. They have like 1800 million businesses <laughs> collaboratively <laughs> together. And, right. you, and I have to assume like the prenup isn't going to be like, all that is one person's like, no, y'all did do these things together. So right. I'm not opposed to prenups. Um, how do you feel about them? I also don't mind them as long as the language is very specific about you take what's yours, I take what's mine, and whatever we build together, whether I gave you a couple of lyrics and you went on to make a song that made a $10 million or whatever, like we split any joint things in half. I think any kind of language that is fair is totally fine. But, uh, oh, you get nothing if we were living here or you get nothing after, I don't know, if we've only been together less than seven years, like that technical stuff, I feel like has, that's unmerited, has no business being in that kind of document. But again, if it's all about fairness, you take what you have, I take what I have, and we split the things we collected together down the middle, or you take the TV, I take the couch, I take the bed set, you take the dinette set. If we have to play the back and forth game and we agree upon that, then I feel like that's also fine. So Right. Yeah, as long as yeah. it's fair. <laughs> so That made perfect sense to me. Yeah, I feel like there are, I can think of like three off the top of my head, three YouTube families that did not make it. And specifically for YouTube, since I know you and I watch YouTube families from time to time, do you think it's the fact, do you think being on a social media channel like YouTube, having to crank out content, having to put on a face, this actually being your job, do you think that is a reason that these relationships don't last? Hmm... I think that YouTube relationships don't last in the same way that a lot of reality TV relationships don't last Mm. is that when things get to a certain point, they feel like they have to fake the funk Mm. as opposed to like taking care of their stuff. Like, and one of the YouTube families that we both watched, um, the father was unhappy. (laughs) He didn't want the lifestyle that he was portraying and and all that stuff and so he started to behave outside of the marriage but of course he was continuing to act like everything was great everything was great and then when he was exposed then it was okay well now we're going to counseling and Mm. we are trying to figure out our stuff and blah blah and inevitably they got divorced because the reality is that's not where the father wanted to be Mm -hmm. um but like it was said in the case of the toy and Adam, they were still doing good. Like they're seemingly still doing good in terms of their business. They just felt like, oh, we have to do the right thing mm-hmm. and be married and stay married and have our kids and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, if y'all are not romantically compatible, yeah, don't fake the funk for us. Yeah. I don't feel like it's just for us. It's also for a check or endorsement deals for securing potential deals for their kids in the future. So it's like, like that you said, you have, true. you have the business aspect where you do really well when you work together, but the romantic or maybe the marriage bonding, like you said, it's just not there anymore. So that's uh, cause it's like, if you built them together and they're weaved into each other, I don't know exactly how you would be able to separate that and keep the foundation strong. 
Yeah. I um but I, I don't I don't want it for myself right. <laughs> per se for sure. But I'm also someone that's like when I see that something's not working, you know, I think I've said it on this podcast, but you definitely know Ali. I'll be like, Well, this ain't this isn't working. So <laughs> either we're gonna fix it or I'm gonna be out because <laughs> this isn't working. I understand. <laughs> I understand. All right. Did you convey um, everything that you wanted to say for your This Is A Safe Space since I know you said ours were similar? Um, well, that's just one of the ones I had listed, so I could do a different one. Okay, yes, please. <laughs> um, so I think I'll switch some stuff around kind of like what you said. So this week it was said that Brianna Taylor's family um, received a settlement mm-hmm. from the city of Louis, Louis, I can't, Louis from Hill. Kentucky. All right. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> been good. Funny. So Louisville. Um, and a lot of people have been vocal about, oh, they're trying to pay her off or they, the family shouldn't take the money and blah, 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 mm-hmm. yada, yada, yada. And I wanted to talk about that because, again, in these cases, it feels like a lot of times people just look at what's going on on social media with these things, or they, but they don't understand, like, the history or the process or, like, what tends to happen. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, if it was me, I wouldn't do this, or they should have done that, and blah, 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 blah. So, typically, in the case of wrongful death situations, it is extremely difficult to get criminal charges and conviction. I mean, we see that very clearly in the case of Breonna Taylor because they haven't even brought charges to the officers involved. Mm-hmm. Um, and because civil court and criminal court are separate, civil court is usually one of the only ways that people can get any kind of justice when things happen to their family members, especially mm-hmm. when it's very clear and evident that nothing is going in their favor in criminal court. So I just felt like talking about how people can continue to fight for Breonna Taylor and hoping that she gets justice on the criminal side, but don't really have any business trying to shame her family mm-hmm. for getting compensation for losing their their family member. Mm -hmm. and understand that like in a way it's like we of course we would prefer for that money to not be taken from tax dollars to maybe be taken from pensions pensions and you know Mm -hmm. police funding and whatever the case may be but i i just don't see the point in saying like her family shouldn't take the money because then it's ultimately saying you're fine if her family ends up with nothing right they get no conviction and they get no compensation. I think um, what another, I think another thing what people don't realize is that it's not just settlement. They also passed um, some laws kind of, I'm trying to find exactly what they said. All right. As part of the settlement, the city agreed to establish a housing credit program as an incentive for officers to live in the areas they serve. They also agreed to use social workers to provide support on certain police runs and they require commanders to review and approve search warrants before seeking judicial approval among other changes. So it's not just that, as you said, the family is getting financial compensation and everyone's upset about that. Or I've seen some people calling it blood money and I'm just like this is not applicable (laughs) this isn't someone getting paid off because they can also continue to try to press charges if they ever decide to do so Mm -hmm. um but as you said I do wish this wasn't coming from taxpayer money I wish it was coming from some police funding group or support or union so that you guys understand that the taxpayers aren't going to continue to pay for your mistakes. And as I've been researching on Statista, like in LA, I want to say there are some cities in California and some cities um, in New York where they pay like millions and millions and millions of out of court settlements to um, quell their wrongdoings. And these 
all come from taxpaying citizens. And I'm just like, if you hit them where it hurts in their own pockets, then I don't feel like they, they would have they would have an incentive to do their job anyway, which is to protect and serve, not necessarily be judge, jury, and executioner while out on patrol and stuff like that. By they, I mean police officers. So I agree with you that any kind of compensation is better than no compensation. This is the most they've ever paid out, especially for a woman, um, a black woman in the line of their fire. So I'm happy with her family getting the money and doing whatever they want with it. Kind of like when you and I discuss the settlement checks and people are like, oh, y'all are out there buying shoes and bags and ABCDFG. And it's like, you do what you want with your money. Stop pocket watching. <laughs> If they want to go out and get lottery tickets, if they want to reinvest into the community, if they want to go get golf carts, if they want to go travel, if they want to create another fund in Brianna's name, that is their business and it's not yours. So that's how I feel about that. Right. And then a lot of times these family members, particularly like mothers, come back around and get very involved politically. Mm -hmm. Like Sabrina Fulton. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was just gonna say that, and and especially in that case, there was a you know criminal charge put against her, but her they didn't get the justice that they felt like they wanted, mm-hmm. and and her you know her son wasn't um killed by the police, but they but it still like was the catalyst that led to all of this process. So it made her like say, okay, let me become more aware of like the laws and and the things put in place that made it unsafe for my son to live his life. Mm-hmm. So it's never just like you said, like, Oh, I got some money and that was it. Like right. their lives are forever changed. And if you think they won't be mindful of what these things mean, you definitely got it wrong. Right. So, right. Yeah. That's the second thing that I have. For- <laughs> this is the safe space. I was going to say, too, it's not lost on me, and I'm pretty sure it's not lost on you that some people might see this as a payout or hush money. But again, as we said, like the charges are technically still pending. I know one guy was fired. um, And as far as I'm concerned, what I remember reading is that they were announcing a charging decision soon. But it's been six months, so I don't even know what the definition of soon is to that person. So, yeah, yeah, I saw that, too. And honestly, that made me more sad Mm -hmm. because knowing that they had given them the money I almost felt like they probably not gonna charge them Mm. again especially it's been six months so Mm. I think we're all waiting with bated breath to see what happens Mm -hmm. and um hoping for hoping for justice hoping for justice Okay, so for my meat and potatoes today, I wanted to see where you are (laughs) in believing in astrological signs and the attributes that certain people born within certain months have. If you are interested in that, if you believe in those and whatnot, and I'm bringing it up because there's this comedian slash um, slash YouTuber slash influencer. Her name is Celise Rose, and she created this series of like Sagittarius be like Pisces be like Cancers be like, and I feel like out of the four, I think I've seen four at this point, four astrological signs she's um, reviewed. I'm like, yep, I know somebody who, yep. Yep, 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 yep. And when she did mine, she everything she said for me was accurate except for one thing. Just one thing she said, I was like, I would never do that. But everything else she said was accurate. And I was just like, is this me feeding into it? Is this me just saying, yes, I would do that? And then I'm like, no, because these are things that I have done and this is actually how I feel. And so then I'm also looking at these videos like, okay, well, does this mean this only applies to Sagittarius? Is she saying generic things? But when I watched all the videos together, I was like, no, these are pinpoint specific. So I'm just wondering if you're interested in that, if you think it's just hocus pocus or how you feel about astrological sign videos and tributes. Last semester, I took astronomy, mm-hmm. 
and they made reference to certain things in astrology because they all started with the same research and trying to gain understanding of what was going on in the stars. And one of the things that was said is that um, the universe, you know, I don't know if people have heard this, but the universe is expanding. What? <laughs> so the, that basically means that like what we see in space isn't exactly the same every year. Like in theory, we're, you know, we're rotating on our axis and circulating the sun, but everything else is also moving. So where a certain star was um, 10 years from now or 100 years from now or 10 years ago, 100 years ago, isn't in the same place on the same day as it was during that time frame, which is in the same for like um, Venus or Mars or wherever. So when people are saying like, they they can tell that they're this time because they were born on this day. It started off because th- that's where those constellations were back in the day. That's how they created that concept. But now those stars aren't in the same place that they were back then. So back in the 1400s, I think it probably was, when Aristotle and Galileo and all them bad boys we're like <laughs> not them bad boys mm-hmm, bad boys for life all them bad boys were like oh this is uh, we're in Virgo season right now so this is um, the Virgo constellation because we only see it during this specific period of time now, that Virgo constellation probably isn't showing up in the sky right now as it used to be um, so there's that I also don't know that much about what they say. Like every time I hear or see people talking about um, astrological signs, I have to look it up. I don't know them off top. I only know my own and the ones that start and end before me. So at this point, um, I think everyone can kind of guess that I am a Virgo. But I don't know that a lot of that stuff fits for me even Mm -hmm. just knowing other Virgo people I'm like "Mm, I don't even know that we do the same things or are alike or have similar personality Mm -hmm. so other people would be like yeah you are very Virgo and I'd be like all right cool but (laughs) it's hard for me to be able to tell um, and one more thing I want to say is yeah, sure. there was this video on the you not YouTube, Instagram that was showing all these different, very smexy black men. Mm-hmm. And um, it was singing Beyonce's, you know, Capricorn Aquarius, mm-hmm. all that Sign. in the order, mm-hmm, the signs showing them the men in the order of which they were, whatever their sign is. Mm-hmm. And so, and they, they did it twice. So the, the men that I was like, oh, I'm attracted to this particular man, like this man and this man, they were kept matching in terms of the signs. So I was like, okay, I'm attracted to these people. Mm-hmm. But then when I looked up if our signs are compatible, for the most <laughs> part, they weren't. And I was like, that's a lie, because there ain't no way I'm compatible with the person <laughs> that they said is on that other sign. So it, for that reason, I was like, it's all bull. <laughs> it's all bull. <laughs> I can't. That's funny. Um, I think it's real. Besides <laughs> the fact that this girl did the, that video and you're like, that is me. I feel like, what, and I don't mean just surface. I don't mean just like I have an app that's like horoscope of the day. Today you'll have a great day. It's not like that, but I feel like when I deep dive and when I look into specific attributes, when I look into friendship between Sagittarius and this, Sagittarius and that, a relationship between Sagittarius and this, Sagittarius and that, familiar between Sagittarius and this, this, Sagittarius and that. Um, I feel like those things are usually, they have about 85% accuracy in regards to me specifically. Like I said, this Elise Rose person, the only thing she said that I did not agree with that was not applicable to me, applicable to me was um, she made a comment. She was like, I'm Sagittarius. I'll tell you what you want to hear. I'll tell you I love you even when I don't. And I was like, nope. That's the only thing she said. I was like, I don't play with that. I'm not about to say it. You can say I love juice and try to trip me up. And I'm be like, you love juice? That's nice. <laughs> like, that's just not something I would do. But I do believe in them in regards to 
certain traits and maybe certain people. There are a lot of people in my life where I'm like, let me see what this compatibility is. Let me see what this personality trait is just for fun, just because I'm curious, not because I want to put it on them. And I'm like, yep, yep, that's that seems accurate. With you specifically, when I watched her Virgo video, I was like, this could not be farther from Mandy. So it was kind of weird because I know someone else and I was like, yep, spot on. And I had to like double check your birthday. I was like, is she a Virgo? <laughs> because like that in the middle of Virgo season. <laughs> because um it was it was spot on, not just for that one for it was spot on for like three Virgos I know. But for you I was like, I don't think this is accurate. So yeah. But yeah that's that's what I tend to find. Like even if I don't know if I'm just an exception if something happened on the specific day that I was born mm. but there's a lot of people who are Virgos that I'm just like yeah I'm not like you <laughs> we, we do not uh favor right if, which if I wonder Virgo family tree I be the eyeball out you're funny what I haven't done for you is like look up your specific birthday because they do also have astrological projections and attributes for your specific birthday so maybe that would be more accurate but yeah, the generic things, not really. Some a lot of the relationship stuff, yes, but everything else, not really. But there's even like this girl. Um, you may remember her. I'm not gonna say her name. Well, maybe I should to see if you know her. Um, did you know? In I know high that school? name. I'm not seeing a face, but I know that name. Yes. Okay. Well, her and I have the exact same birthday. Ooh, um, eerie. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> I don't have Corona. Um, <laughs> yeah, because, you know, everybody that we went to high school with, I 80% of them I went to elementary or middle school with as well. So I went to elementary school with her. We had class together. And I don't remember who said it when or how we found out, but I, that's how I found out we had, you know, the same birthday, mm-hmm. of same day, same year. And she and I are nothing alike. <laughs> <laughs> um, even just like, was she a cheerleader? She may have a cheerleader. Been a cheerleader. I feel like she's not corny. Yep, she's okay. cheerleader. I know who that is. <laughs> I see a face. And her hair was like orange. Yes. And it kind of matched her skin, she like, had like very Sierra like in the 2000s. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know who she is. Yeah, y'all are nothing alike. <laughs> y'all have the same exact birthday. Same exact birthday. You know, grew up in the same area because we went to elementary and high school together and just nothing nope interesting i don't know maybe you're like the outlier or the asterisk which is interesting because that's also another word for a star (laughs) all right (laughs) i don't know why it doesn't apply to you i don't know very odd very odd so what do you think? Do you think it's mumble jumbo? Do you think, you know, people take for a minute what they want? Do you have, or you haven't done like enough research or deep dive into it? You think? Mm. I, I, I think it's mumbo jumbo kind of okay. i don't know i mean that's fair that's what you think <laughs> well i don't really think about it too much like i think it's i think it's fun okay that's what i think about. Okay. i think it's fun i think it's entertaining i think it's people i think it's something people look at to like be able to explain things easily without getting because if we all if we were all trying to find a deeper meaning then we'd all be you know in therapy constantly but if you can just be like oh that's because you're a so-and-so it just makes it easy to move on with your life hmm i will say i don't agree with that necessarily i don't think people should be like oh you're acting like that because you're you're a cancer oh pisces always blah blah i don't believe in putting that on people but i do find it like you say fun and i'm curious like oh you have this attribute oh this is something that you've said or that you like to do but um yeah i I think it's dismissive and it doesn't help conversations if someone are like oh you're a sagittarius da 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 um, I have had another friend say to me, oh, you act just like my Sagittarius friend and go on that tangent. And I'm like, but I'm my own person. <laughs> Ali is her own person. Even if you see similarities in both of us, like I, I don't necessarily want to be compared to someone else who is your Sagittarius friend. If you're going to say, um, I don't know, I guess certain behavior is expected because your friend has done it. And I'm like, no, I'm my own person. So 
Yeah. What's on your plate for your meat and potatoes? So I have two things that I can discuss. Okay. Um, and I plan to discuss both things because I feel like we've got time. What you think? <laughs> we have time. We're moving kind of quick today. Okay. So the first thing I want to discuss, a couple weeks back, I said in my intro, I want to move to terms Toombsboro, Georgia. And I didn't explain it, but it's developed a little bit more. So I want to talk about it. And I will now say I want to move to Freedom, Georgia. So back when I said I want to move to Toombsboro, that was because it was a there were a group of black families that bought 97 acres of land in Georgia in an area called or around Tombsboro. And they basically wanted to, you know, create their own town and neighborhood and, um, you know, just develop their own space. And I was like, yeah, that's something I would love to be a part of. Um, very easily, like people, I feel like, people who feel minority in all kinds of ways tend to move to like major cities feeling like that's where they'll go to feel like they belong. And to an extent that's true and that works, but I've always grown up in major cities and it doesn't stop you from being treated like a minority. <laughs> um, even if it's, there is, even if there are spaces that are like safe spaces for you mm -hmm. or just like fun spaces or have things that you, you know, enjoy because, you know, urban environments usually have stuff, more stuff going on. But in this case in particular, it's people developing a community and building something to shape exactly what they want it to look like. And they're naming it, you know, Freedom Georgia, which is like, you know, clear on so many levels, like, Freedom for black people, freedom to live their life as they choose and develop it for themselves and all that different kind of stuff. So it's something that I'm like excited about, but it also like scares me because this isn't the first all black town. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and a lot of times those places get um, targeted or yeah. don't get or get, you know, gentrified or whatever the case may be. Like, um, it's just, it's so I'm, I'm hopeful and, and I'm excited. And, um, there's this group that I joined in the Atlanta area that seems like they're trying to do something similar, um, that would also like potentially fit the tiny house life that I want to live anyway. So I'm like, Ooh, you know, checking off all my boxes. Look mm -hmm. at you. Um, but right now it's just, you know, it's more of like a developing concept slash business for them and something that I'm like excited about. And I'm like, tell me more when it gets ready to tell me more type thing for me. But what do you think about, you know, this developing city and, or town? And would that be something that you'd be interested in? Well, my estranged brother and his family are one of the founding families. So I feel like my perspective would be a little skewed. Are you serious? Yes, I'm very serious. And several of his oh, friends, yeah. whom you've met also, actually. For for specific Freedom Georgia. Yes, specifically. Oh. They're on the pictures oh, and the slideshows. Ah, <laughs> oh, snap. Okay, well, they don't gotta be freedom, but you know, I'll let you speak more to it. I interrupted you. I'm sorry. Um, like you said, I think the concept is a really good idea, creating a safe space and a safe haven. But as you talked about it and as I read the articles, I just saw like flashbacks kind of and I didn't exist when this happened but I saw flashbacks to people I don't know just disrupting the land having something to say about people having safe spaces or need to create safe spaces wanting to create chaos and then I thought about the whole city the whole black city that's under Lake Lanier right now that's literally still under Lake Lanier that they flooded out so I am hoping that this is a peaceful thing and I'm sure that they'll stay. Um, they have security because they also mentioned that they exercise their second amendment rights, all of them. So, um, <laughs> I just, I just, I just want this to stay a peaceful movement. Um, I remember when the city went on sale and they talked about in general, the realtors were talking about the, what the land had to offer. And I was like, 
if I had like a couple million, of course I'd buy that city and start out. So to hear that families came together and they were able to execute a plan to buy a city when I can't even get my girls to execute a plan for all of us to go on a girls trip for a couple of days, like, <laughs> like kudos to you, bitch, because y'all went and bought a whole city. Y'all like got it together, land developers, realtors, money, like got on the same page. So, um, in regards to black people doing for other black people, I think it's a great thing. Yeah, I mean, that that is true. It's hard to get people to commit to things in a collective, which is why I just tend to be like, oh, there's a thing I want to do. And then I do it and then I get myself together to do it. And I often forget to tell people about it. Or if I tell them, I'm like, I'm doing this regardless of if y'all want to do it or not. Just thought I'd let you know. Okay, bye. <laughs> Um, but this is some like, ooh, okay. So when you said that second amendment <laughs> right thing, I was just like, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because, because people, there are folks out there in the world that really believe the narrative that the reason why black people in particular do not have things is because we never cared to build build anything Mm. and that's just dumb (laughs) and very misinformed um and it it definitely feels like you know in certain things where they have like korea towns and chinatowns and you know all these different areas where those communities were allowed to create their space and then build profit from it and have their community or, you know, certain Latin areas where it's like, you know, that's where that group is Mm -hmm. with black people. It's like they were allowed to live, but they weren't allowed to live for their own. Right. With a lot of things like even the town of Eatonville. Now it's like just more so. I felt like very memorialized and, um, and I haven't visited, so I can't say the specifics of it. Although we have a friend that went, but it's looked at as like, Oh, this first black town, like, look at this, like a history piece, like Mm -hmm. a museum, as opposed to like a real lived in experience that people can still live in. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's what I would want because, you know, from the time I was about six, I lived in mostly black areas, but you can also see now like where some of those areas that friends I had grew up in or that I grew up in are not as nice anymore or some of them are like gentrified and mm-hmm. it's just like one or the other. It's it's not this is ours and we get to keep it and it gets to look nice. It's like, but when you are building something and and then all of it is like it's just more like a place we lived. It's not a place we owned. Mm-hmm. So people don't feel the need like they have to stay and continue to build it up because it was never really theirs to begin with. Right. But this is like a thing where it's like we are building it from the ground up. This is something that we would want to keep in our family lines and tell our grandkids about and leave to our grandkids. And I'm like, you know, um, I guess it's a little too late to join the original freedoms freedom georgia but that's not true um so when people have been commenting on it and asking questions they've been redirected to either contribute to a specific fund or get in contact with the freedom georgia realtor so there are still ways to join it might be i don't know adjacent or um, running along the area or maybe you know housing development within i'm not sure exactly but they they no one from the responses i saw no one said no you can't join no you can't get in those are just the founding members so mm. well this time next year y'all might find out well i'm not gonna give you the exact address but maybe i might be living in freedom georgia mm, yeah. interesting okay especially if they let me have my tiny house <laughs> I also saw they were talking about getting them a um, development show on like HGTV or something. And I was like, that sounded cool to me because I can't tell you an HGTV show with all black families going the development route. Like I can't name one at all. So I thought that would be neat. 
Yeah. I don't watch that much HGTV, so I don't know what shows they got. I know they got some shows with some black people, mm-hmm. but you know, I, I don't watch any of them, really, unless I'm at my parents' house. Yeah. I haven't watched HGTV since my Mimi was alive. But, again, I can I can tell you without having watched it recently that there are no shows <laughs> that follow only black families during the development process, hosted by black people, for black people. So, yeah, again, I think the idea is a good idea, and I hope, um, that everyone stays safe throughout it. Yeah, there is this one um, show mm-hmm. that sounds very similar to that, um, where, and I don't like it because it is very, it feels like it's for a specific group, particularly in that specific area. Mm-hmm. So wherever Old Miss is, now I'm assuming that's Mississippi, mm-hmm. um, there is this couple that does, you know, the renovation thing thing with the show or whatever mm-hmm. in their town for people who are buying homes in their town or just trying to switch stuff up in their town. Mm-hmm. And they, it's very much like they're trying to maintain this um, country feel with stuff. And they use a lot of things that are, like, refurbished, which is fine, but... When I see the work that they've done, I'm just like, that doesn't look good to me. Like, I understand it's not my style or whatever, but I'm like, you just made an old thing continue to look old. (laughs) (laughs) But is it along the lines of reduce, reuse, recycle, repurpose? like that no it's i think their main thing is like very much supposed to be like an elevated country Mm. vibe like you know that the vibe of the town is still like country but they're younger people and folks trying to start up their lives and they're like you know let's help you make your home with this like modern country shake and it's i can't even do their kind of accent but Mm -hmm. the point is i'm like I, I don't know if it's modern. It looks country, but it don't look chic. <laughs> looks country, but it don't look chic. That's funny. Um, so, yeah, they could do something like that where it's like modern um, family, modern black family chic or something. I don't know. And if they want it to be like Southern, because technically they're in the South, they could do that too, but yeah something like that i was wondering and i I feel like i know the reason why but i guess i wanted to pose it to you we have all these specifically hdtv and hdmi not hdmi whatever all the shows along hdtv type of vein that they'll go in they'll fix up a house renovate a house buy houses doing all this stuff specifically for people and i'm just wondering why not go in and like renovate an abandoned shopping area, an abandoned building and um and just convert it whether it's converting it into something the community community can use or low income housing and that way you're still making money off it's not just you're making money off of this one show who and people who turned in and ratings and merch or whatever spins off from this but you you have as a company cuz you have to have revenue you have a continuous income coming in but you're also helping people i'm wondering why i haven't seen that yet well, for one, HGTV, I feel like they barely be doing anything <laughs> when I watch their shows. <laughs> I don't know what is with this cough. Excuse me. It's okay. They get people who are already planning to spend their money. That's true. <laughs> Some of them buy really old, funky-looking houses. Some of them buy decent houses. And then they only renovate one or two rooms. And then they make it look real nice and snazzy with furniture that doesn't belong to those people. And then I just be like, y'all staged all of this. Like, this is very much a state home. What happened to the room in the back? Is the room in the back going to be done? Or they got to do that with their own money? Or what's happening here? Like, is this is this house really livable? Because I've only you only did the kitchen and the living room and maybe a bathroom. And this is apparently like a two, three bedroom home all the bedrooms still look like how the other rooms look before you're right some of those houses are staged but it's to my understanding that even if so if you you were going to get your tiny house and let's say you had a hundred thousand dollars it's to my understanding that h&m not h&m hgtv would come <laughs> in and say, 
they would come in and say, all right, well, we're going to throw $25,000 on this project or we're getting donations from Homey and HGTV.com to give you an extra 50000 on this project and blah, blah, blah. So it's to my understanding that they do contribute financially somehow or they get money back on the back end by saying, you know, this is sponsored by Home Depot and we went to Lowe's to get the nails and we went to freaking Fire Tuck Road to pick up paint or whatever they, you know, went to. Yeah, but I feel like they only are, like, contributing but so much because it is still, like, they're paying their labor people to actually complete the job and maybe do part of the staging. And, yeah, they could give you some of the pieces for free if it was donated or the nails for free or whatever. But (laughs) it's not um, in, in full them creating this thing that they have to return to. Mm. If things don't, you know, work out, it's still someone else's responsibility that they probably just signed off to say, like, we'll come in and help you with this. Right. But the rest of it is is, it's on you. you. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of the shows no longer have people really buying their own properties and flipping it like they really very much are like i'm gonna buy someone else's property and help them flip it but mm-hmm. i don't really want to spend my own money anymore even like the you know the tv hosts mm-hmm. whoever they may be that sounds accurate all right you ready for the underappreciated awards I believe I am ready for the unappreciated <laughs> awards. Well, I'm going to let you go because I don't have one. All right. That's why I was pulling it out. I was trying to think. Okay. <laughs> I was trying to think. Um, I know how I want to give it to. I want to give my underappreciated award to people out there, whether it's friends, family, coworkers, old bosses, any people who've had any kind of relationship with someone that um, didn't necessarily end on a positive note and one of the parties decided to backtrack and make it right, I want to give my underappreciated award out to those who genuinely want reconciliation. I think reconciliation isn't an easy thing to do, especially when you're going in there and you don't know if the person will agree and you can reconcile and move on or be like, eh, eh. And you have to move on, you know, with that notion of, okay, we weren't reconciled, but I tried. So, yeah, unappreciated word goes out to you guys, because I know it's not easy being on the giving and receiving end of reconciliation. Hmm. What, uh, just that last part you said, what do you mean giving and receiving end of reconciliation? Like the person who initially approaches? Correct. The giver? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Well, do you think that, well, this is the underappreciated award, so it's not really meant for <laughs> <laughs> questions. Shout out to people who want to reconcile things. Right, I'm yay. going to try and make my other, <laughs> the other thing I had written down, I'm going to try and turn it into some form of a underappreciated award. Okay. So I had written, what's up with Miss missing slash switching black moms on sitcoms oh, no. and <laughs> i just found it very interesting that with a you know a concept or a notion of um or they try and sell like black families aren't together or black fathers aren't in the home in the sitcoms it seems like the black moms are the ones getting the short end of the stick mm-hmm. um so everybody knows with Fresh Prince, they tried to switch out on Vib like it wasn't nothing. <laughs> um, at the end of Family Matters, they tried to switch out Harriet like it wasn't nothing. At the end of Moesha, um, D took a little extended leave, mm-hmm. missed a good half of the last season episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, that's so Raven. Raven's mama just up and evaporated. Mm-hmm. Daddy eventually went to the White House. Didn't know about everybody <laughs> like that was normal, that the mama wasn't there no more. Oh my God. So I want to give a shout out to the black moms in the sitcoms because they're usually like very funny, mm-hmm. interesting contribution mm-hmm. um, to the show. But 
for some reason, they're not getting love. Like, everybody talk about Uncle Phil. Everybody talks about Carl Winslow. Everybody talk about, um, you know, Bill Cosby before he ruined it. Mm. But you're not... <laughs> we're not going... I, I still want to give the flowers and the acknowledgement to the D's and the Claire Huxtables and the Lisa Landry's and all the black moms that were out here showing love to their kids and the sitcoms and Mm -hmm. their stepkids and just, you know, really laying some groundwork. I see you. I see you, queen. Yeah. Uh, Shout out to y'all. Exactly what Mandy said. Shout out. Support black sitcom moms. We should make those shirts. Not that specifically, yeah. but you know how they have like the this person and this person, this person. We should do that. Like light skin on Viv, dark skin on Viv, Lisa Landry. <laughs> <laughs> Just do those shirts. We I should would, make those shirts. I would like I that. Would. Yeah. All right. Um, it was really good talking to y'all. This is a shorter than usual episode. You're welcome. Um, You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Mandy, would you like to <laughs> tell the listeners where they can find us? Sure. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at MNO Podcast, where you can leave us all of your thoughts on the episode, slide in our DMs. You can also send us your questions, comments, and concerns at Mandy and Ali at gmail.com. We haven't gotten a listener letter in a while. Mm-mm, not in a um, while. I know, right? And please be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen so that you know when we drop a new episode. Sound good. Sounds good to me. All right. Bye, you guys. Bye. Girl, I know you from back when. Yeah, way, way back when. <laughs>